and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does Scotty shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. So, Dwayne, I guess where to start is, I mean, I had a whole list of stuff I wanted to get to, but I guess the thing to talk about this week is the news earlier this week that Brandon Roy is going to be representing you guys at the draft lottery next week. I'm kind of curious because, obviously, you know, his his exit from the organization happened before you got here, so you, kinda, you had nothing to do with it, obviously, but I would imagine that you were probably at least somewhat involved in the efforts to make this happen. And I know his relationship with the organization in the years since has been kind of up and down for a variety of reasons. So I'm just, however much you can tell me about mm-hmm. how, you know, that came together and, you know, how, you know, how long the process was, how much, you know, convincing it took for him to actually say yes to it. Like, I'm really interested in kind of how it played out. Yeah. I mean, I have to give all the credit to Joe on that one. So, I mean, for us, I got to meet Brandon Last year during our preseason game up in Seattle, so uh, Sherry Hansen, who's our team relations person, introduced me and Joe, or introduced me, she, he knew Joe, to her, to him. And uh, it was just good to talk to him. I mean, for 10, 15 minutes and get his, his uh, you know, just get to know him a little bit. And um, one of the things that came out of our conversations with Jody is, you know, we we probably could do a lot better with alumni, and Jody's really picked up on that. Um and, and, you know, this bridge that you have between the past and the present and, and the legends that you have in your, in your organization, they do a really good job of that up in Seattle. And so, you know, we, we have work to do with that, obviously. And uh, Brandon, Brandon kind of starts with that. So, I, you know, a lot of that goes to Joe. Joe had a lot of those conversations. Brandon seemed excited to do it. It made sense for a lot of reasons <laughs> based on how he's represented us in the past. And it's, you know, hopefully the start of, of more work we do to sort of get more alumni in the fold. Well, because I was just at, uh, you guys had, the team had their first pre-draft workouts a couple days ago at the practice facility. And I saw, that, I mean, obviously like Joe and his whole staff were out there and, you know, Bert was out there and like Chauncey and his whole staff. But I saw Terry Porter mm-hmm. and Brian Grant just hanging out. So, I mean, that that is something that you guys have kind of been doing more of I mean as far as far as with Brandon specifically like Joe was here mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. to because he started as an intern yeah. under Kevin Pritchard in 06 like that I'm just like I knew that I've talked to Joe about like how he kind of came up before but like I I just could just kind of put it together oh yeah like Brandon and Joe got here the same year they probably like, yeah. so that so that was well, a lot of it was Joe that kind yeah. of was the catalyst for that, is that yeah and Joe Joe's got such a um you know he's he's got such a great um mindset around alumni and wanting to have folks around the team and so yeah like you said you saw at the draft workout last week and terry specifically he's someone we brought back into the fold last last winter you know me he and i had multiple conversations terry's an unbelievable person by the way just like incredible incredible person um up and down and um had a bunch of dinners together and terry terry will tell you how it is which is fantastic so we brought terry in not only to just you know be with be the normal thing that alumni are, which is being around for partners and fans and all that stuff, but also as a strategic 
resource and, and, and voice for alumni and, and really bringing different ideas about how we can do it better. Like Terry's got a lot of really great thoughts on that. So we're, we're excited to have him help us in that regard. How much communication had there been with Brandon from the organization before that meeting in Seattle? Did you guys, do you have any kind of relationship with him or did you guys reach out at all or do you do any, was there any kind of talk of him coming back or any of that kind of stuff? No, there's, there was n- before I met him last year, I had not spoken to him, and or not had met him, obviously. I can't say, I mean, I'm sure Joe and his team, you know, Joe's got the relationship. He's probably talked to Brandon, you know, here and there. Um, but but on my side, yeah, that was the first time I'd met him. Is there going to be more with him going forward? Like, are we, are we talking, because obviously one thing that has come up a lot in the few days since this has been announced <laughs> has been the idea that maybe number seven which has not been given out yes that's since. right because i remember i remember um you they signed mo williams in 2013 he picked number seven he did his opening press conference holding up a number seven jersey and then all the fans <laughs> on twitter just freaked out and were like how can you give away brandon roy's number and then it just like it didn't like and then he ended up changing it before the season even started and then when carmelo got here who obviously wore number seven in new york and that was kind of the number mm-hmm. he was identified with him I asked him about it when he was here a couple of years ago, and he said that they told him it wasn't available. So it's kind of been like unofficially mm-hmm. retired that like they haven't given it out, but it's not officially hanging up there. Now that you know you guys have enough of a reopened relationship with Brandon that he's willing to go and represent you guys at the lottery, is that something you're thinking about doing coming up? I I mean I think we're always you know th- that feels like something you could do right i mean we're, we'll have conversations with brandon we'll have you know we'll continue to your original question of um you know does it mean doing more in the organization i maybe i mean it's up to it's up to brandon certainly it's 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 something that we're more open to maybe than we've ever been again with all alums so um who, who knows i mean i i can't give a definitive answer on that but I think it's really, really important to have really strong ties to alumni. Like I said, our owner Jody Allen does. I've, I, you know, my previous organization in LA with the Kings, they did such a phenomenal job with their alumni. Um, and I actually just last year they they retired Dustin Brown's number and did a statue of him outside, and it was you know, those things give you goosebumps. And and there's such great fan connection points. So it's definitely an area of emphasis for us. What about Lamarcus? Because he just officially yeah. he officially announced his retirement from the NBA like a couple months ago. That seems like also if you're looking at that, that seems like kind of a no brainer one to do right. also. And he probably be open to it yeah brandon brandon lamarcus and then and jerome kersey obviously That's, his number gets brought up a lot too so you guys you, haven't given that one out since he died right i do not think we have yeah. yeah yeah um so those are you know those are all the ones that we hear the most of we also hear the feedback that we have a lot of retired jerseys already and so i you know you, you can't really look at it that way i mean what i one thing i've learned about the blazers uh and our fans here in portland is there's just you know, there's such an importance in understanding the ha- the history and the past of this team, and there's probably more passion and desire for our old fans, our older fans, to, to, to pass that knowledge on to our newer fans than, than almost anywhere I've ever worked. So, you know, you, you kind of see why that is. What's the feedback? I mean, switching, completely switching subjects here. What kind of feedback have you gotten from fans and from, you know, the public since last week when you guys announced your G League team? It's been incredibly um, great. I mean, it's been it's been it's been amazing. Uh, you know, fans again, fans here in Portland totally love following these guys from 
from you know the very start of their careers on through and G League provides a window and an opportunity for fans to go see that you know at the University of Portland so it's been it's been tremendous and um you know it's it's going to be a lot of work to get it all ready to rock here in the next few months but we're excited about it and uh you know, it was if not that there's ever not a good year to not make the playoffs because we'd always like to be in it, but right. because of all the time that we have in the off season, we've been we've been really been working hard to get that up and running. Is that is, any idea when we're gonna have a name or a logo or anything like that to announce? Yeah, I think we're getting closer. We're getting ever closer. So I think in the next, you know, I'd say mid to end June, we should be ready to announce something. So like around the draft. Yeah. Yeah. How did it go? How did you settle on? U of P because for you know for years I would hear from you know I have I have friends who are like always asking me like oh, when are they gonna do a G League team are they gonna do it in Beaverton are they gonna do it in Lake Oswego are they gonna do it in UG like how did you guys settle on I mean me personally I live in North Portland so I am thrilled that mm-hmm. you picked uh, that's great. Giles so like <laughs> I'm gonna be able to go to a lot of games but like so I I had always kind of figured you know the the hoop YMCA in Beaverton was kind of an uh, you know obvious choice or something like how like how did you end up settling on where you end up settling mm-hmm. it, it was a perfect marriage to be honest uh, a lot of different things came together and and you know we had been I think since I've been in 2017-18 we started scouting different sites and and never really looked in our backyard because we had just always been under the impression well it needs to be far enough away to be you know out of our market and one of the things that we kept getting feedback on, especially on the basketball side, was um, you know really having it in market so that the players could play together. Right, that was interesting. Well, that's why it didn't. That's why it didn't work out before when they tried it in Idaho because like that was when send, I just started. So I kind of yeah I didn't. Well, to send but to send a player back and forth from the from Portland to Boise, that's either you know a plane ride which is a huge mm-hmm. hassle or it's a seven hour drive. Whereas now it's like. Whoever, let's just say for the sake of argument, uh, Ibu Baji, one of your two-way guys that's under contract right now, who I think if you guys had had a G League team probably would have gotten a lot of reps there. He could practice with the Blazers and then play in a G League game that same night. Right. Or vice versa, if somebody wants to practice with the G League team and then play in a game with the Blazers. That, like, like that's, that's something that is possible to do when you have it close by, which, you know, to me, I think it makes you know, perfect sense. And the other thing that also, like... Because, you know, you put a lot of time into, you know, building up this PK tournament mm-hmm. into what it is now. And a lot of the women's games as part of that were at Childs, too. Correct. So I guess you kind of probably already had a relationship with U of P saying, hey, you know, we already share this building for some other stuff we do. Like, let, you know, does this make sense also? Yeah, that's correct. They're, they've been unbelievable partners mm-hmm. for those events. They've, um, they've been unbelievable partners in getting this deal done. And, again, you know, for us it's just – also putting our stamp on the Portland community, you know, to, to be able to have, you know, more events in Portland, more downtown, you know, we, we realize um, that we bring a lot of people down here for uh-huh. Blazers games, for concerts, for events. And sure, so to yeah. be able to have that in Portland and drive that in Portland when it feels like sometimes things are all going to the burbs, nothing against it, you know, it's exciting for us. And, and we, wanted to, we wanted to make sure we had that in place for the community, so... That makes sense. As far as, you know, bringing events here into the city, I know you have some renovations coming up. And, you know, you've, you've said before, you know, I know you guys have the Women's Final Four scheduled to be here in 2030. Mm-hmm. And you've talked, you, you and I have talked before about you wanting to bring the All-Star game here. But there's some stuff that has to be done mm-hmm. with the Rose Quarter campus. I know you have some of that stuff scheduled to 
happened this summer so like like what where's kind of all of that at? kind of do you have like a timetable for how all that's going to go and when all that stuff you think might be ready yeah i mean so 2030 is you're right we talked about that that's when we have the women's final four i think by then the women's final four is going to be a massive event and you know i had heard you know the dream team had played in the coliseum i think in 92 and well the the men's final four is in stadiums now. yeah exactly like you could you couldn't have the men's final four in mode yeah so it's like this to me feels like the biggest event sporting event that could happen in portland Maybe, maybe ever, um, because of how big women's basketball is getting in the Final Four itself. So, so we are trying to be ready for that event, and you know, as as soon as possible, right? And then, do you try to get the All Star Game in, you know, twenty nine, thirty one, thirty two to to be around that time? So all of our renovations really stem with an eye towards can we be ready to have world class events like that by 2030. Do you have so do you have do you have like dates kind of mapped out for like the phases that you're going to do the renovations like you're doing some of it this summer do you have it like set that like okay the next 3 summers we're going to be is that is that kind of what it is that you have planned out? Right Not now? quite that dialed in yet, right? This summer we're doing the um you asked that question about the seat so we're doing a big seating project in the arena. So that will be a fairly noticeable especially in the end zones. It was original steel that had been in the building. Okay. That's the that's you know for, for those that care about it it's the retractable seats that go in and out to to create a more dynamic um environment for monster trucks and other concerts and things like that so that had to get replaced with that um you know there'll be more comfortable seats in those areas cup holders it'll be a better fan experience for fans in the meantime because the building is um is going to need some time to take on that pretty massive construction project we have a digital signage network going up in the arena so that that's one of the most to me, one of the most impressive things you can do to change the way concourses feel. So that's happening all throughout the arena from the 300, 200, 100 level. And then there'll probably be, we don't have the summers identified, but there'll probably be two more summers in our future where we'll be looking at sort of major major renovations that take place in the off season. So it's not like you're going to do 23, 24, 25. It might be like 23 and then you do another one in 25. Yeah. So that's... Is there going to be a new video uh, screen at some point? I mean, that's definitely part of our thinking and planning for sure. The one that's up there right now is 18 years old, so yeah. it's 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 getting time. Yeah. 